you can see the power of incorporating these discussions about additional services into your regular client meetings and reviews. So I really urge you to use these opportunities to explore how your firm can add value beyond the services initially engaged for. Super, super important. And let me reassure you, this will be a game changer from a revenue perspective. I'm Sylvie Garibaldi, founder and CEO of a well-established marketing training and done-for-you services company, tailored specifically for the modern legal and financial professional worldwide. While it's taken some trial and error to figure out which methods get the best results for professionals who are looking to grow their practices, fast forward to today, my team and I have nailed down and perfected a process that has helped so many of our clients consistently achieve outstanding results and create a legacy for their practices. I created the Serve First, Sell Later marketing podcast to give you simple, actionable, non-salesy, and results-driven marketing to grow your legal or financial practice like so many of our clients have. If you're a lawyer, mediator, financial, or divorce professional who is looking to become highly visible and wants to create a practice that makes an impact, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 11 of the Serve First, Sell Later marketing podcast. Have you ever wondered how some professionals effortlessly attract clients and just keep them coming back for more? I know a lot of our clients always ask that question. And so these individuals, they're actually like magnets for business opportunities. They draw in clients with an irresistible charm and they retain their loyalty. So here's the catch. These skills are not taught in traditional school. So in this episode, I'm diving into the secrets that they don't teach you in textbooks, the strategies that transform professionals into rainmakers, relationship builders, and cross-selling champions. That's right, cross-selling champions. And so I'm going to share some ways to become a rainmaker through thought leadership and other strategies that really transcend conventional marketing wisdom. But I think that's really just the tip of the iceberg, because I'm also going to share the power of networking, emphasizing the value of genuine connections and consistent communication in a world that, as you know, is most often dictated by algorithms and automation. And then for the game changer, I'm going to chat about cross-selling. And it's not just about expanding services, it's really about anticipating needs, offering holistic solutions, and elevating the client experience from good to exceptional. So listen in right to the end as I share many snippets of ways to embrace what they simply don't teach you in school. All right. So you know that feeling when you see someone in your field who seems to just attract clients effortlessly and maintain those relationships? Well, that's what we call a rainmaker, a rainmaker. So they're the ones who generate new business and keep clients coming back for more. So the question often asked is, how do you master this rainmaker skill? So this is the first thing that they don't teach you in school and that you must really master when you're responsible for bringing in new clients into your practice. So I want to share a really revealing story about one of our clients, Sarah, who started using social media and blogs to really share her expertise and connect with potential clients. So her posts 
were not just informative, they were engaging, they actually sparked conversations, and they drew attention from all the right people. So she was turning her social media and blogs not just to share content, but to establish thought leadership. So the social media pieces created were actually addressing the pain points, offering insights and solutions. And here's what's important. Her posts are not just informative, as I mentioned. They are creating a conversation. They're prompting discussions. So I want to dissect this strategy a little bit for just a second here. So we're actually using social media, not just as a broadcasting platform, but really as a two-way street, engaging with her audience, answering questions, and building a community around her expertise. So what I want to highlight here for you is that you have to create engagement. It's not just about creating posts and, you know, putting them out there to the universe. It's also about engaging with the posts of others, creating conversations and building relationships that way. So the other component of the Rainmaker strategy is really leveraging Zoom or any other platform that you may want to use to host educational webinars, positioning yourself as an authority while providing real value to attendees. So what our client Sarah does in this case is she meticulously plans each webinar, choosing topics that resonate with her ideal audience, and then she promotes them through her growing online network. But the key thing here is it's got to be done consistently. So let me just break this down for you a little bit further. So Sarah also had to promote this Zoom event, and this is how she did it. Because the reality is you can't just put on events without the proper marketing in place. Because it will not be successful unless you have the right marketing structure in place to support it. So what we did with Sarah is we ensured that her promotion was on her social media and it was shared on all of her channels. We made sure that the email campaigns were sent out to her mailing list. And of course, something that a lot of people miss is that catchy subject line that can really do wonders to get people to open up the email, right? And to read it, that's going to be key. We also dived into teaming up with other professionals in her field so that they could help her promote her webinar. And a really important point here is that the event, as I mentioned, didn't just happen once. Sarah didn't just do this event once. In order for her to become a rainmaker, she created this event and it was done consistently over time. For her, it was between four to six weeks that she was putting on this, this Zoom event. And so if you really want to learn more about the ins and outs of webinars and how to make them successful, then I highly recommend you check out episode seven and episode eight of our podcast, and I'll actually include the links in the show notes. So here's the deal. By following Sarah's lead, you can also establish yourself as a thought leader by using social media, and blogs. And by organizing webinars on platforms like Zoom, you're actually educating potential clients while showcasing your expertise. All right. So number two, 
The second often overlooked aspect of building a practice that they simply don't teach you in school is the art of building and nurturing relationships. And so relationships are really the unsung heroes. And so it's always surprising to me how little emphasis is placed on this vital skill in traditional education. And so I guess the question becomes, how do you cultivate and nurture these invaluable connections when it's something that they simply don't teach in school? So let's explore some strategies. So one of the key things you can do here to really build this strategy out more is to engage with peers and potential clients through networking events, conferences, and online platforms like LinkedIn. So building a robust professional network can open doors to new opportunities and collaborations that textbooks often overlook. And I'm sure you understand where I'm going with this. So super important to do that. You also need to focus on offering value to others before expecting anything in return, especially in a service-based practice. So by sharing insights, by sharing resources, by sharing your expertise generously, you establish yourself as a trusted expert in your field. And so that's a lesson that's rarely taught in classrooms. I mean, if you think back to your formal education, was this ever talked about? Probably not. Another area that I think is overlooked in nurturing relationships is is maintaining regular contact with your network through emails, through calls or meetings. So keeping those lines of communication open is really a skill that can set you apart in a world where soft skills are often undervalued. So, you know, if you really think about and diarize the consistent communication and building that network, you'll be surprised at what happens when you do this consistently. All right. So when it comes to leveraging platforms like LinkedIn and other professional networks effectively, I want to share some practical tips that I think you'll find valuable, especially for LinkedIn. You know, these are some basic, basic tips that can really help you elevate your profile. So the first thing you want to do is you want to optimize your LinkedIn profile because it's not just a resume, but it's a reflection of your unique value proposition. You want to actively participate. As I mentioned previously, you want to actively participate by liking, commenting, and sharing relevant posts to stay visible and relevant. And then here's the golden nugget that is often not done, but can really create some waves in your practice. And that's really the art of personalizing connection requests on LinkedIn and engaging in meaningful conversations in the DMs, that really goes beyond what textbooks can teach you about networking. So super, super important. That needs to happen. I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about nurturing existing client relationships and how it's equally vital for long-term success. And so that's a lesson that is really learned through experience. So by staying engaged with your clients through personalized communication and regular check-ins, you can really solidify their loyalty and inspire referrals. So remember, building and nurturing relationships is an art that goes beyond what they teach you in school. And it's about creating meaningful connections that drives mutual growth and success. So super important to to make sure that you're embracing this skill set and investing in those relationships. 
you're ready to take your practice to the next level, then you'll want to get a hold of our free comprehensive marketing planning workbook designed specifically for professionals just like you. With this step-by-step guide, you'll unlock the secrets to attracting your ideal clients, generating more leads, and mapping out your entire year of marketing with ease. Don't miss out. Simply go to sgandassociates.ca forward slash marketing hyphen planning hyphen workbook for podcast. Link is also in the show notes. Check it out. All right, let's move on to number three. So this one is often overlooked and is certainly not taught in school, but let me tell you, it is a game changer for your practice when you start implementing this strategy, and that's simply cross-selling. So in simple terms, cross-selling is about offering additional services that complement what you already provide. So imagine being not just a lawyer or a financial professional, but a trusted partner who anticipates and fulfills most or all of your clients' needs. That's related to your profession, of course. So this isn't just about boosting your bottom line. It's about creating a seamless experience that leaves clients feeling understood, valued, and loyal. Okay, so now, why is cross-selling so critical in your industry? Because it's a game changer. It's a game changer for client satisfaction and retention. And so by offering tailored solutions beyond what clients initially sought, you're showing them that you truly care about their well-being and success. And this level of personalized service builds trust and loyalty that can last a lifetime. And so what I also want to emphasize here is that it's much easier to cross-sell to an existing client than to find a new client. Okay, I'm sure you've heard that before. And the truth is in the revenue. You'll find that it is much simpler to cross-sell to an existing client who you've already gained their trust and is willing to invest in another service with you. All right, so moving on to the exciting part about cross-selling, and that's really identifying those golden opportunities. And so it's it's all about being attentive to your clients' needs and preferences. And so you can implement techniques such as client surveys and feedback to help you uncover unmet needs and desires that really present perfect opportunities for additional services. So I like to describe it as being a bit of a detective piecing together clues to offer solutions that truly resonate with your clients. So let's talk about the strategy here. So implementing cross-selling isn't just about making a sale. It's about creating a seamless experience for your clients. And so when you're introducing additional services, I want you to think about what can really help them and, and to really avoid being salesy. So tailor your recommendations to each client's unique situation and preferences, showing them that you care, showing them that you understand their individual needs and have their best interests at heart. And so this personalized approach not only boosts sales, but it also solidifies your position as a trusted advisor. So I think by by really mastering the art of cross-selling, You're not just expanding your business, you're transforming how you serve your clients. 
And so I think that thought process needs to come through that it's not about being more salesy or trying to sell them more services. It's about how to help them reach their goals. And so you're becoming the go-to professional who anticipates needs before they arise and offers solutions before they're even requested. And so it's, it's all about elevating the client experience from good to exceptional. So let me share an example of uh, family mediation. So as a family mediator, it goes beyond resolving conflicts. It's about offering additional services that enrich the overall experience of your clients. And so, for example, imagine that you've successfully mediated a custody dispute between parents. And then so this is like really a prime opportunity to introduce additional services like co-parenting counseling or conflict resolution workshops to help them navigate future challenges effectively. So this is really like post-divorce, right? So by going above and beyond the standard mediation process, you become a trusted advisor who provides comprehensive solutions tailored to each family's unique dynamics. And so why this is so important is because it's all about building stronger relationships with your clients and offering more holistic services, more holistic support that addresses their diverse needs. So by cross-selling services like communication coaching or parenting workshops in this example, you're not just resolving disputes, you're equipping families with the tools that they need to thrive long after the mediation process is complete. So I hope this is resonating with you. I hope this is making sense. So how do you identify this cross-sell? And I think, you know, that's that's definitely something that's not taught in schools. And that involves actively listening during, during your sessions with clients and observing interactions. So let's take the, the mediation example. So you could do this by actively listening, listening during mediation sessions and observing interactions between family members. And you can pinpoint areas where additional support is needed. So as an example, if you notice reoccurring communication breakdowns between parents during the mediation, this is an opportune time to introduce communication coaching services that enhances their co-parenting skills and strengthens their relationship. So from this example, you can see the power of incorporating these discussions about additional services into your regular client meetings and reviews. So I really urge you to use these opportunities to explore how your firm can add value beyond the services initially engaged for. Super, super important. And let me reassure you, this will be a game changer from a revenue perspective. So another great tip is to empower your team and ensure that they are knowledgeable about the full range of services offered by your firm when possible. Make it an effort to do that. Provide the training, provide the resources to help them identify cross-selling. And of course, all this effort can go to waste if you don't do the follow-up and the follow-through, right? So it's crucial about introducing the idea of additional services You need to follow up with clients to address any questions or concerns that they may have. And once a client expresses interest, ensure timely and professional follow through to deliver on those promises. So here's the thing. Implementing cross-selling strategies effectively involves approaching additional services with empathy and sensitivity. So introduce these services as a natural extension of your support. 
And equally important is how you frame this as a valuable resource that will complement the progress that they've already made. I hope you're seeing the value in this because the key thing to know about cross-selling is you need to be prepared. You need to listen and you need to find those triggers or those identifiers. And I have to say that the other big mistake made here that I see very often is that most professionals, they assume, they assume that their clients know of all their services offered. But time and time again, I have continual conversations with clients that inform me that their own clients are not aware of the full range of services and professionals that are needed to educate clients about these services. I hope this is resonating with you. So as we wrap up today's episode, I want you to think about what can you implement into your practice today? So we've talked about how to become really good at attracting clients, building strong relationships and offering more services to them, things that they simply don't teach you in traditional school. So I shared a story about one of our clients, Sarah, and how she used social media to establish her thought leadership. I also talked about how important it is to continue to nurture those those invaluable relationships and to continue talking to them and about offering more services to your clients so that you can actually extend the relationship and really help improve the client experience. So as you keep working towards success, remember, it's not just about what you know, but about how you use what you know to do things in new ways. So keep learning keep trying new things, and keep making a difference in the lives of your clients. So thank you for tuning in with me. And if you found this episode valuable, I would be most honored if you would subscribe to the podcast, rate, or leave a review. And until next time, always remember, there's no better time to start than today.